Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, another edition of the Bird Brains with Ken and Mark. I'm ex-Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Stars, tight end Ken Dunnick. My partner is the longtime Eagles beat writer for NJ.com and the Trenton Times, Mark Eckel. Mark is now living the good life in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, but he's pretty busy for a retired guy. He does the our podcast, does a Packers report. How you liking life down there in South Carolina, buddy? Oh, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, the stuff I do, people, it's funny. I, I met some people over the weekend watching games Sunday afternoon, and they're like, oh, so you do? I'm like, no, this is what I do now is fun. Like, what I used to do was work. I mean, oh, working yeah. every day and writing well, you two guys were stories a day every going day. Going to press conferences. And, yeah, practice, and, you know. Pissing people stuff. off in the Eagles front office, yeah, all, all that course, kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, that that was work. This is, you know, I could always say no now. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. If something comes up, hey Ken, I can't do. It. I or you, I've said no. You, hey Mark, can you can you tape Monday at this? No, I can't. Yeah, All right, how about Tuesday? Okay, that work. Yeah. You know, it's nice to be oh. able to say I couldn't say no when I was when it was your job. <laughs> well, the only time you say no to me if I'm breaking into Margarita time or something. But anyway, right. let me uh, let me mention our sponsor. It's Jersey Man and Philly Man Magazine. And by the way, our party of the year is coming up on November second. We honor six men and women of the year. Uh, candidates uh, at our gala, all their charities benefit. It's at Ballroom at the Bend, again, on November 2nd. If you'd like tickets for the event, go to jerseymanmagazine.com, and you can buy them there. And, and Mark, I got to tell you, Coach Vermeil has given us his wine experience again for the year. Are you a wine guy? Do you drink any yes. red wine? Oh, okay. Yes. Well, Coach Vermeil has excellent wine. He's got a winery out in Napa. And uh, he does an experience for us, g- gives us the wine, comes out with Carol. We have dinner with the group. He samples all of his wines. We raise a bunch of money for charity, and he's given us that auction item again this year. So, yeah, oh, he, he, he steadfastly remains one of the greatest. I've said, this to you, I've said this to you before, but for a guy that only played for him one year, you yes. made an impression on him well, because I, listen, you, I tell you him, him we're pretty good friends. I right? tell him all the time. I wish he liked me as much then as uh, he does now. I could have <laughs> kept got, you around a little longer. I could have <laughs> got a few more years out of it and, and maybe a pension. But let's talk about the Eagles' Week Seven victory against the Miami Dolphins. A lot of people were down on the Eagles. We talked about their struggles with the Jets last week. Uh, they came back with thirty-one seventeen. Pretty resounding win against an excellent offense. Their defense was incredible. I got to tell you something. I'm a big fan of Mike McDaniel, this Miami Dolphins coach. He's put together a package. And by the way, this might be the fastest NFL team I've ever seen, led by Tyreek Hill. But, you know, he gets these guys in motion uh, right before the snap. And they have a head start. And you just can't keep up with them. And the fact that the Eagles were able to pen them in and have, and they really only scored uh, ten points as an offense that because really seven sad. points was a pick six. So the fumble I mean, was that, a, the pick six was seven, yes. and they, the Hertz's fumble gave him three. Exactly. So, so it, really only allowed seven. Yeah, it was a great uh, a great uh, day for the defense. We'll, we'll talk about uh, some of the outstanding defensive plays. Um, Darius Slay had a uh, had a pick at the end of the game that was important because Miami was driving. And uh, he picked it off at the goal line and stopped the drive. Um, interestingly enough, the guy with the leading uh, amount of tackles in that game, Terrell Edmonds, got traded yesterday. The Eagles yeah. traded Terrell Edmonds to the Tennessee Titans. Well, by the way, and, and for uh, Kelvin Byard, by the way, I believe that's the way you pronounce his name. 
Why would Tennessee want to continue to trade with the Eagles after what they did to them with A.J. Brown? I mean, seriously, right? But I thought, you know, people thinking that Eagles fleeced the Titans on this deal. It's a good deal for the Eagles because the Eagles are in win. They're in win now mode. Mm-hmm. So they, they acquire a 30 year old safety. Now, let's be honest. Two time pro bowler, hasn't been a pro bowler since 2021. Right. He's a good player. No, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. The Eagles got a good player that's going to help them in 2023. Mm-hmm. The Eagles are trying to win a Super Bowl in 2023. Tennessee's not Tennessee with or without him right. is not winning the Super Bowl in 2023. They're not even winning their division in, with or without him. Mm-hmm. So Tennessee gets a 26-year-old safety and two draft picks for a 30-year-old safety. Definitely not a bad, for the future. If, if you're looking at it from a Titan standpoint, not a bad move. Plus, I believe he's a free agent next year. So Tennessee okay. was probably going to lose him. He was probably going to leave Tennessee to go to a, a contender or more of a contender, more of a win now team at 31. He doesn't want to be on a rebuilding team. So yeah. Tennessee got something. They got a, a 26 year old safety, you know, still in his prime in Edmonds and two draft picks. So it's not a terrible trade on Tennessee's part, but from the Eagles standpoint, yes, they got a guy that they upgraded the safety position with a guy that can help them right now. And and that's important because it's an area of weakness. Of course, Reed Blankenship did not play this week. I don't think it's a long term type of a thing. And and uh, and, oh. and Brown has been injured. It tells me that Reed Blankenship might be longer term than we're led to believe that they may because you know what I'm well, saying it's, never it's an oblique, right? Yeah, yeah. Those are tricky. those are tricky. Oh. You don't know. Some guys, yeah. it could be minor, and he's back in two weeks, or it could be six weeks. You know. Yeah. You just don't know what everybody's different. A lot of people don't know this. I used to have oblique. I used to have abs. I can't see them anymore because I'm <laughs> a little bit of weight. But, uh, hopefully, my oblique is uh, is okay. How about uh, how about uh, I mentioned some of the other defensive standouts? Hassan Reddick, what a motor! I mean, we say this every week. He he was credited with no sacks, but he really was responsible for two plays that were stopped at the line of scrimmage. I thought Zach Cunningham maybe played his best game of the year last week. Very active. You know, it's it's funny. The perspective you get in watching the game, I, I was in a suite. Not that I'm name dropping or anything, but I was in a suite for the <laughs> of course game. You were. And and you and you could and this is a great vantage point, and you can see the entire field. And um, you can really see some of the linebacker and, and defensive backfield play that you really can't see on TV. It's an interesting perspective for me. And Zach Cunningham is a really athletic linebacker. I mean, he moves around. He makes plays. Uh, I haven't been high on the Eagles linebackers for a long time, but I thought he played pretty well. Jordan Davis is a stalwart on that defensive line. I don't know how you run at Jordan Davis because he's going to stuff it almost every time. He's a huge human being. Uh, Jalen Carter actually got in the game this week. He only had one tackle, limited performance, but – it's good to see him back, getting his, his feet wet. So um, any thoughts defensively on what you saw from the Eagles? I just I just like seeing Cunningham and Kelly Green again. <laughs> right, there you go. I never even thought of that. It that was, was my thought. Yeah. Yeah, it shows I you how old I am. I predate <laughs> Kelly Green, so that's a little scary. Oh, you wore Kelly Green. No, 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 we didn't wear Kelly. We wore the, we wore the darker green. Yeah, oh, Kelly, yeah. Kelly Green was okay. uh, Buddy Ryan. Right. Okay. You were, oh, you were, 
You are old. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, it. Well, if a, if I didn't cover you, if that's you a, played before, because I'm old, I if know, I didn't cover I you, know, you must be old. <laughs> I know. And I also look a lot older on this TV screen than you do, by the right. way. Joe, we got to do something about that. We got to get a filter in here. <laughs> now, you anyway. anyway you, let, only because I, for some reason, I haven't gone gray. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't die. Listen, Believe me, listen, I, will, I don't care enough that I would die. I just, hey, listen, I'm the fact that I still have hair after raising <laughs> four daughters through high school and college. I'm, believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with being a little white on the head. Let's talk about offensively uh, Jalen Hurts, another solid performance. Although, you know, he's, he's feeling some pressure. And he's making a couple of bad decisions. I don't know if it's uh, the Alpetta uh, in there for Jurgens thing. But I do know that he's thrown, he's, he's much more pressured than he was last year. Now, of course, last week was because Lane Johnson left the game. But he's Lane, thrown, Lane played, but he wasn't himself. Well, uh, he, I didn't actually didn't pay enough attention to that. But I will say this, Hurts under pressure is throwing a lot of throws off of his back foot. Now, he's athletic enough to get away with that, but normally that's a, a no-no because the ball will fl- will flutter and fly and, and not go on a trajectory. He, his arm strength has improved. He's throwing bullets off of both feet, but it was just a, a, a notice that I took during the game that he is feeling more pressure. He had decent numbers, 23 for 31, 279 yards. He was sacked three times. And he did have two touchdowns, one interception, which really wasn't his fault because it was a deflected ball. And he had a fumble, and he's got to improve his ball that security. But your thoughts on uh, your thoughts on Hertz? I'm a big Hertz guy. You know, I've always been. I, I I'm the one guy that liked the pick when they made it. I thought it was a good move. I just I've always I liked him in Alabama. I liked him in Oklahoma. And like you said, he worked. He's gotten better. He's he and he's the kind of from again. I I'm not there like I was every day, but. Just knowing about him and talking to people about he he outworks everybody, yep. you know that, that the the old cliche he's the first one in the building the last he one is. he Everything is he really is. is he's there before Sirianni some some days, with you know and but that tells me a lot about the kid he's he's easy to root for he's he's probably one of the I mean if, even if you're not an Eagles fan if you're just a fan of football he's a guy I, I, and I know this I mean from being down down here there's not a lot of Eagle fans in, down in South Carolina there's all kind of fans because people move from everywhere, but he seems to be well liked. I've never heard anybody down here say like, "Yeah, I don't like Jalen Hurts." No, mm-hmm. it's like, "Hey, Jalen Hurts, that's the kind of guy I like to root," you know, because he just—he's a good kid. He seems like a real good kid, and he works. He works hard. He's not a—he's not a guy that rests back and you know just lets his talent no. speak. He's not—he's not this kind of a guy. But do you think there was a little bit of a revenge factor there? Hurts against Tua. Tua is the guy who bit. took his job at Alabama. Do you yeah, think he wanted sure to be? Yeah. Well, oh yeah, he won't say that. He won't say that publicly because he's not that kind. Of, like we said, he's not that kind of guy. But sure, you want to beat him. You want to beat the guy that took your job. I mean, yeah. I mean did he sure take, why did he take his job? He chased him out of the school. Hurts finished his career mm-hmm. at Oklahoma. So, but that, I tell you what—that's another thing. Hurts, Hurts learned. From in my opinion, maybe the two best coaches in college football. He had Nick Saban for whatever many years, and he had Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley, yeah. Lincoln Riley, who is an offensive genius, by the way. Yes, he, the best he doesn't know how to coach defense. Obviously, if you look yeah, at the USC. But but, he, but if if your son's a quarter a great quarterback, send him to Lincoln Riley because yeah. he's done more. He look, I mean, he's had what three Heisman Trophy winners already, right? Well, Caleb Williams, Baker Mayfield, and uh, Kyler Murray. 
Uh, you, yes, that's true. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Um, how about? Um, I really thought the Eagles uh, would. That's have a good win. Emphasis. It was a great win. Great yeah. win. Absolutely. Let's just say that. You know, Miami's um, a good team. I thought the Eagles would really come out and make an effort to try to run the ball more, and they did early. DeAndre Swift had a solid game, uh, 15 carries for 62 yards. He had a – I don't know if you noticed the play in the second half when he planted his foot and made a Barry Sanders-type cut and left the linebacker in the breeze and gained another 8 to 10 yards. But, you know, the Eagles um, did okay on the ground. They rushed for 99 yards, uh, Hurts was responsible for 21. Gainwell had 16 with a nice touchdown run. Um, and we can uh, go ahead and comment on the on the rushing game, but I, I do want to talk about A.J. Brown as soon as you're done. Yeah, well, I mean, again, Miami's a good team. This wasn't. This is a team that came in 5-1 and one with some impressive performances. Yep. So, you know, they. I didn't think – I listen, I wouldn't have laid four to 13 points in this game, you know, <laughs> I would not if you told me they were going to win by 14, I'd have given you a strange look. And it was and it was kind of it was closer. It was 24-17 at one. It was tied at one point, right? So I mean it was it was a good game. It was but the Eagles it was yeah, seven it was 17-17 the second at half. At one point, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So this was a you know, coming off that awful, awful loss to the Jets. And there's no other way to say it. that was just an awful performance. They just and it happens. And in, in, in the course of an 18 game, 18 week season. You know, with the, the buy, you're going to have one of those. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles had one last year against Washington at at home. I mean, they they lost to the, they lost to the they lost to a, an inferior team, and they did again this year. It happens. It happens to every San Francisco lost to Minnesota last night. I don't think Minnesota is better than San Francisco, but they lost to them and on the road. It happens. Uh, but for them to bounce back, to, to bounce back the way they did, um, to me was very impressive. And and I saw a stat where now. Hertz, Hertz has never lost back-to-back games. Hmm. So that's that again tells me something about him that he's not going to. And you knew, you knew after the way the way his performance against the Jets, which listen was he he didn't play well either. You knew he was going to come out with a good game. Yeah, that let's talk about the receivers too. AJ Brown, who's I believe I set an Eagles record with a six consecutive game over a hundred yards receiving at ten catches for hundred and thirty-seven yards and a touchdown. We our podcast we recorded on Monday last week and we missed the breaking news that the Eagles signed Julio Jones, who was actually on the field, made a reception for three yards. I think that has more to do with Quez Watkins probably uh, not uh, going to come back as quickly as they had hoped. Um, what are your thoughts on the Eagles receiving core and the addition of Jones? I I guess, I mean. Depends on what I he's love, got left, right? Yeah, I don't know what he has left. But, I mean, AJ, you know what, how I feel about A.J. Brown. Like I've said it since last year. It's the best trade in Eagle history. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. It, Put him, in, you know, and I hate saying that because Bill Berge, I like, I like Bill. Bill's a friend, and I, I used to say that was the best trade in Eagle history. But um, no, Adrian Brown, one of he's, I mean, he doesn't get the recognition. I don't think of, you know, Hill, Tyreek Hill, and Just Jefferson, and all those guys. But he's right to me. He's right there with him. His toughness, more than anything else, too, which is what I love about him. Now, uh, talking about Julio Tight Jones, um, sorry, Mark, you're you're freezing there a little oh, bit. Jones, but, uh, I mean, no, he's not the guy he was. 
Mm. He's not what he was, obviously, right? But I mean, it's not a bad idea to bring in a guy that's been there. You know, a guy that's been been in big games, played a long time. Well, listen, um, they don't. He's they not going to hurt him. They don't do it off of press clippings. They work these guys out. I mean, it's not like oh, Julio Jones available. Let's go sign him. They bring him in. They work him out. They see if they can still run. They go through a physical. They see if he's still healthy, and they decide on whether or not to bring a guy in. And obviously, that's what they did with Jones. So hopefully, he'll be a good addition. I mean, expecting the the guy that was with Hopkins when they were, you know, with Matt Ryan. That's not he's not that anymore. But you're not asking him to be number one because you have AJ Brown and you have Devontae Smith. You're asking him to be a three. At this point, yeah, he could probably be a good, a very good three. Um, I want to talk about uh, a play that I think Vince Lombardi was rolling in his grave when he saw this, and that's Nick Sirianni up 24-17 to 17 with 10 minutes left in the game, fourth and one on his own 26, and he goes for it because the tush push is unstoppable with Jalen Hurts. What would you think about that call? I loved it. I really did. I mean – I was surprised. I was, I'm watching the game and he's, the punter went out and I said, hmm, yeah, okay, change yeah, that's, the right, that's the right move. The right move. Like you said, Lombardi, any, no, most, most of all coaches would punt at that, at that time. Right. But I was surprised because I know I've watched enough Nick Sirianni and I've watched enough of the, the tush push or the brotherly or whatever you want to call it, that I was a little surprised. They're not gonna, they're not gonna go for it here. And then he calls timeout. And I'm like, he's go, okay, something's Mark, up. They're on their own twenty six. I know where they were. <laughs> they got up by seven. Oh, if that you fails, know, that's you get oh, yeah. You know, Doug Peterson started all this stuff, all this, all this going forward. You know, in yeah. a certain situation. Do you think they have analytics guys in their ears saying you got a certain percent chance of doing this versus this? I, I mean, hope not. Yeah. I hope not. I don't like. I'm not an analytics guy. I'm a, I'm a gut guy. And I think Siri. I mean, when you have that play, that's what, what I saw the number. What is it? Ninety some percent that's successful. On when you have a play like that. And it's only a yard, or maybe it was less than a yard. I think yeah, I think you do. Go. They did it again, right? They did it was fourth and one again. They did it, they did it oh, on the same drive, on the yeah. same drive, yeah. And it's got to be frustrating because you know teams are prepping for this. I mean, they're doing everything they can to stop. Do you remember stop. the last time it was stopped? I think it was early last year. I I I, I seem to recall, it was, and it might have even been a penalty or a false start or something that. I think that's how, I believe it was. If yeah. I'm if I'm not mistaken, I don't think it was actually stopped by the defense. It was a stopped by the like you said a penalty. Uh, and then if, if and if you get stopped by a penalty, then well then obviously you you punt. Mm-hmm. So it's fourth and fifth down, you punt. But I, it's a hell of a play, and it's an incredible weapon to be able. to I love Sirianni's that. quote about. Oh yeah, it, about after the game, yeah, he says it's first and nine for us. Yeah, and, we only and, need to get and, nine. And also, and also, teams don't do it as well as we do. Otherwise, they wouldn't be right. crying about it, right? Yeah, I mean, well, it helps that they have a very good offensive line and a good and a very, very, very good center, and that hurts is so strong that you could have a great line. Like, or right, let's put it this way: if if Hertz was out of the game and Mariota was in, 
he's a backup still, right? He's he's still number two. Yes, Mario. I don't. I don't know if they run that play. Oh, there's no way. The, the, right? the reason why that play is successful is the Jalen Hurts squats about 900 pounds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, he gets a good shove from the back and thus the name. I mean, everybody, listen, quarter, people have run the quarterback sneak forever. Yeah. Bart Starr in the ice bowl. Well, that was a quarterback Bart. sneak without help. Right. This is, this, <laughs> yeah, right. They were on their own. You know, this is a, a convoy behind them and, you know, between. Yeah, this is a totally different. Leg straight you know, up in the head from behind. And it's not a sneak. You can't call it a sneak because the whole world knows it's coming. You're They're right. not sneaking anybody. The whole, everybody, uh, the real, defense rename knows it the quarterback obvious, not the quarterback sneak. <laughs> right. All right. Now, Mark, um, I know uh, you and I like to put a couple shekels on the games every once in a while. I, I see uh, the quintessential trap game coming up for the Eagles. Because they're coming off a big win. They're at Washington, a team that always gives them trouble. And they follow up that with the Dallas game, which is always a point of emphasis. Do you, uh, do you think the Eagles are, uh, might be in danger here? No. No. I mean, it could be a, I mean it's going to be a good game. Because like I you know say, you're well, not going to lay the points. I haven't seen the spread yet. I wouldn't you, give you six. Gonna lay, you're not going to lay the points. I'm not going to lay six, but I'm not going to take the six either. Okay. I'll just sit back and watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they'll lose because they lost to Washington last year, and because Washington probably should have beaten them this year or could have beaten them this year if Riverboat Ron Gambler would have gambled. Yeah. <laughs> if, Riverboat, if Riverboat Ron had any of these at the Phillies, yeah, or there, yeah. right. And then his answer to the question was even worse. We were gassed. Yeah. Yeah, your guess. That's even more reason to go for one play. Go for it, right? End the game, right? Get the game. But anyway, I think I think they're they're not. The Eagles are certainly not going to look past Washington because they already they lost to them last year. They Washington gave them all they could handle this year. So no, they won't. The, the Eagles will be ready. And I, and the biggest mismatch when you look at the at that game is. The Eagles' defensive line against Washington's offensive line. Mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised they didn't do a better job. I, I watched that Giants-Washington game a little bit last week. That was awful. It was, and but well, the Giants' I, defense, which isn't that great, dominated yeah. Washington's offense. Did you watch Same the? Offense. You talk about the game last week, the Giants-Washington yeah. game last well, week. Yeah, it, that might have been one of the worst fun. football games I've ever seen. I, that was. I don't, uh, and it was the only game I had. Luckily, I was at a tailgate and I couldn't see much of it, but what I saw was pretty ugly. I ended uh, up going out to watch other games because that was, I didn't want to, I had enough of that. So, and you know, as you look in the Eagles' schedule, now we were a little bit pessimistic last week coming off of that poor performance against the Jets. And we saw Miami coming into town, you know, prolific offense. You know, the Washington thing scares me a little bit. You got Dallas. Then they, luckily they have the bye, but then, you know, they're at Kansas City, which luckily, again, they're coming off the bye, so they'll be uh, rested and ready for that. Buffalo doesn't look as ominous as they did after um, losing to still, New England. But they're, still they're, still, they're still a very good team, and I, and I, I really do believe that eventually they're going to get it together and, and vie for that division. You know, San Francisco loses last night to Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, NFL, even great NFL teams are going to lose two to four games a year. That's just the way it works. There's uh, there's injuries. It's human nature. It's a motivation. There's a lot of things that go into wins and losses for NFL teams. But just looking at the schedule, and again, and, and following that, you got at Dallas, at Seattle. These are all tough games. 
But I don't think the schedule, uh, if uh, if teams play the way they have been recently, is as ominous as we first thought. No, it's it's well. Like again, week to week, you, you don't know. There's a fine line. There really is a fine line between the best teams and the worst teams. It really. I go back to the year the Eagles went to the, the year Any the Eagles Sunday, right? Yeah, or Monday or Thursday or whenever they play. Um, But the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they were the best team in the league, right? They won the Super Bowl. They played the Giants twice that year, obviously, like they always do. The Giants were probably the – they were the worst team in the NFC that year. Mm -hmm. I don't think they were the worst team. They had the second pick of the draft, if I'm not mistaken, right? It's when they got Barkley. Mm -hmm. They were the second worst team in football, the worst team in the NFC. Eagles played them twice. Beat him by a beat him on a sixty-one yard field, the longest field goal in team history. It took to beat them the one the one time, and the other time I believe the Giants led most of the game. He was had to come back to win. Mm -hmm. So there you have it. I mean, and you know better than I. Every you know, people ask me this all the time. Why is that team so so bad? I'm like, or just pointing out a team, whatever. Like Carolina this year, a lot of people down here are like wondering what happened. Why the Panthers Mm -hmm. was? It's a lot. It's a lot goes into it. Sometimes it's, it's, I hate to say it, sometimes it's coaching. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, you have, because every player in the NFL is a good player. People say, oh, he stinks. No, he, he's, he stinks compared to. Nobody stinks. If, they, if they're getting nobody, paid 720 NFL, minimum people. salary, nobody stinks, I promise you. Right, exactly. They're they're, all, some aren't they're as all good as others, players. but nobody stinks. Right. There's a reason why and, they have the job. And some of it, that's what I'm saying, some of it is based on the position. You know, I hate to use Andy Reid's old quote, but. You know the coaches have to put the players in the position to make plays. Oh, and I thought you were, were going to say times yours. That too. <laughs> uh, but you know that goes a lot of that goes you know schemes and 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 you've seen it. You've seen where a guy plays for for one team and he's like just okay, maybe not even just okay, and then he gets traded and he goes somewhere else and all of a sudden he's a star. Well, what happened? He's the same guy. Well, that scheme fits him better. Sure. Or if he's a receiver, he's playing with a better quarterback now or whatever. Um, it's, it's the same so, with matchups. So, you know, some yeah. teams' uh, strengths play into other teams' weaknesses and vice versa. And just because the, the records uh, might be disparate doesn't mean that uh, it's, a, it's a mismatch. But uh, anyway, Mark, half an hour is gone. The time always goes quickly. It's fun talking Eagles football with you. Hopefully we'll be on next week talking about an Eagles win against Washington. For my partner, Mark Eckel, I'm Ken Dunnick. Thanks for listening to the Bird Brains, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Take care.